because this is Resurrection Sunday. Let's talk about resurrection. Amen? He lives. He lives. Our Savior lives. Glory to God. And that's what we want to remember today. You know, a very wise man texted me yesterday and said, you know, Resurrection Sunday is all about, don't you? And he said, the resurrection. <laughs> Our pastor's a very wise man. Amen? That's what this is about. Jesus, yes, He died, but He was raised again for our justification. He died for our sins and was raised again for our justification. If He, if he wasn't raised, you know, think about this. One of the saddest things that these people were was that they didn't believe in the, that He'd risen. The disciples were upset because they didn't believe He had risen. It wasn't just that He had died. They didn't know that He had risen. People that don't know He had risen have no hope. People today that don't know the risen Savior. You know, there's lots of people that believe in Jesus. They believe in the history of Jesus. They can tell you that, yeah, He was a man and He existed. In fact, well, just just open our Bibles. We'll get to that. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Open your Bible to Luke 24. Luke 24. Everybody happy? Are you hot or cold? I can't fix either. All I can tell you is you're in the right place. You're right where God wanted you. you know, a lot of people say, I didn't think it was going to be this way today. You're still in the right place. How many people ever went somewhere and didn't think it was going to be that way? God's got a plan. And He's smarter than we are. He knows what's going on. I was sitting there thinking uh, as they were doing the play. When I did come back to, to Christ after several years, one of the first things I did to serve God was I got to be in a Resurrection Day play. Yeah, I was, I was one of the Roman soldiers. Man, I had my rubber hat and my plastic sword. I was not wearing a skirt. <laughs> Thank God for the people that were there. But I still remember that day today because of the honor I felt for just doing that part in that play. Amen? It was a good thing. I still remember that day. Because this is a big day, and it was Resurrection Sunday. And glory to God that we're still celebrating after 2,000 years. We're going to celebrate until He comes back. And then when He comes back, we're going to celebrate more. Amen? Amen. Luke, let's pray before we get started. Father God, we thank You for Your Son. We thank You that He is risen, that He lives forever on our behalf. Lord, we pray today over Your Word that as we, as we look at Your goodness, at Your love, as we receive from your word, Lord, we just ask that it go into the good ground of our heart and that it produce a fruit, that it stir us up and remind us of your goodness, remind us of your love for us, remind us that we serve a living Savior that is good and that as we go out into the world, we go out not unarmed, but full of the Holy Ghost, full of your love and able to do everything that you've, that you've equipped us to do in our lives. And we thank you in advance for every good thing that this Word will produce in our lives and in the lives of others. And we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke 24, verse 1. It says, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher. Did you hear me say that word right there? Sepulcher. You guys better watch it. I'm getting pretty smart. <laughs> Bringing spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. Now, they knew what day this was. 
But is that me doing that? Oh, good. Thank you. I thought, I don't know how to make that stop either. We're going to have to pray. They knew what day it was. They knew that it was the third day. And Jesus had told them that the third day He would be risen. Right? But they were still bringing stuff to prepare His body. Which tells you they didn't believe in the, in the resurrection at this point. Right? Because they were bringing stuff to prepare His body so it wouldn't stink more, right? That's what, that's what all this was that they had prepared. And when they got there, they found the stone rolled away. And they entered, and guess what? This is a big sentence right here. And they found not. Glory to God. Every time we read that, we should say, glory to God. They entered in, and they found not the body of Jesus. Why? Because He wasn't there. You know, you got people all over the world looking for a God, looking for a Savior. You know why they're not finding Him? Because they're looking for dead people, right? Or they're still looking in the grave. You won't find Him there. You won't find Him in the grave. He's not in the grave. Amen? He's risen. It says, And it came to pass as they were perplexed. Behold, two men stood about them in shining garments. And, and as they were afraid, they bowed down their faces to the earth. And they said unto Him, we, or He said unto them, Why seek you the living among the dead? Amen? We serve a living Savior. We don't need to seek Him among the dead. you got people that go, that go from God to God to God to God seeking our God. But you know what? They're, they're looking in the wrong place. They're looking in the graves. They're looking at dead men. They're looking at people that can't help them when there's a living Savior. We don't need to seek the living among the dead. Amen? Because we have a living Savior. He's risen. And He's no longer in the grave. And, and you know, they actually believed it then. These girls, they, they, when you saw them run off here happy, they ran off happy. Why? He's risen. He's alive. They had to be talked out of this. Right? By the, when they went and told the disciples, they didn't believe them. Right? And the, the angel even said, don't you remember? He said on the third day. Remember? On the third day. On the third day. On the third day. I'm going to rise again. On the third day. I'm going to be risen. Amen? Amen. Jesus is raised from the dead. We were dead in our sins. He was raised from the dead for our sins. He was raised for the, from the dead for our justification. While we were dead in our sins, we were raised with Him. Amen? What were you raised from? You were raised from the dead. If, if, if He was raised... That's why people don't want to go with that. They don't... He was raised from the dead. Not only was He raised from the dead, but because God raised Him from the dead, we're raised from the dead. Right? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, yet though he'll not die. He'll live and he'll not die. Why? Because you've been resurrected from the dead. Amen? Amen. He told them that they, and they remembered of it. And you know, even later on, these guys are on the road to Emmaus. Man, I'm condensing like seven pages of notes here. Do you know when you get to looking at Jesus being raised from the dead? It's big. It's big. He is a living Savior. He lives. 
He lives to make intercession for you and me. He see, you know why He's seated at the right hand of God? Because He's seated there for you and me. He's our advocate with the Father. He's our mediator between God and man. He is our King of kings. Amen? And He's seated at the right, right hand of the Father. That's where He was raised from the dead too. Amen? Amen? If you guys don't believe me, look over at Ephesians. I got, I got Scripture. You see this? I got all kinds of Scripture. We can't even get to all the Scripture. Ephesians. Ephesians 2. In the first verse it says, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in your trespasses and sin. How many were dead in their trespasses and sin? Amen? You know, and it wasn't just your sins. It was a sin. You know, people could live all their life, never do anything wrong, and they were born in sin. Jesus took away the sin of the world. The sin of the world. In other words, what separated us from God, He took that away. He abolished that on the cross, nailing it to it. Amen? Took away the sin of the world. We can, we can, we can not have that sin in us and then be forgiven for our sins. Through His grace. Amen? It says, You quickened who were dead in their trespasses and sin. If you go on down to verse 4, chapter 2, verse 4, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy. You know, mercy is another, another word for God's love. God, who is rich in love. How many are glad God loved you? That is the gospel. For God so loved you. We've already preached the gospel. We preached it at the, in the offering. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us. How did God love you? He didn't just love you with love. He loved you with great love. Amen? Amen? Yeah. How many glad you got some great love? Yeah. He loved us with some great love. He said, he said, Who was rich in mercy with great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you were saved, and hath raised us up together. Raised us up what? Go back up in the, into, the first, into the first chapter. Right? He said in, in about verse 18, he says, "...that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you might know the hope of His calling, and what the riches of the glory of, the glory of His inheritance to the saints, and what the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe according to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him..." From the dead. He raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. So if we're sitting at next to Jesus and he raised us, what did he raise us from? From the dead. Right? He hath also raised us together. What? Raised us from the dead. You were dead in your trespasses and sin. Because he's been raised, you've been raised. Right? You're not dead anymore. You're not dead in your sins. You don't have to go through the, the punishment in the, in the world without hope. This is our lively hope. In 1 Peter, it says the resurrection from the dead is our lively hope. If there's no resurrection, there's no hope. But because there's resurrection, we have hope. Glory to God. Go back to Luke. There's two guys on the road to Emmaus right after this all happened. Huh? 
Remember what Jesus, remember what Paul prayed in Ephesians there, that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. Amen? Because what we want today is the eyes of our understanding. We don't want to just say Jesus was raised from the dead. We don't just want to get a picture of him coming back from the dead. Why was he raised from the dead? He was raised from the dead and lives because because and for us. Amen? He is our intermediate with the Father. He is our advocate. He loves us. He died for us and He lives for us. He just wasn't raised. It was much more powerful than that. When He was raised, you were raised. The world was redeemed when He was raised from the dead. It's much more. And we want the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened to the resurrection power that God wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him in heavenly places. Amen? These two men were walking around, and you know what? They were sad. These two girls had run to them, and these were two of the people that heard this. Right? And they were sad. It's in verse 13. It's in the same chapter we were just in in Luke. 24, 13. And they were on the road from Emmaus. They talked together about all the things that had happened. It came to pass while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus Himself drew near and went to them. Why didn't, why didn't they recognize Him? They didn't believe He'd risen. Right? If He's dead, He's not going to be next to you. Right? Think about it. I mean, a lot of people say, well, He changed forms. I don't know what He did. They didn't recognize Him because they believed He was dead. You know what? If, if, if you know somebody that's died, that's went on, to, went on before you, and they come walking up beside you, you're not going to say, oh, I was just waiting on you. <laughs> right? They didn't believe He had risen. Amen? And they were sad. It says, but their eyes were holding that they should not know Him. Why didn't they know Him? They didn't believe that He had risen. Whether he, whether he looked different or not, they couldn't see Him. Why? Because they had scales on their eyes. Because they didn't believe He'd risen. Many people today believe in Jesus. They believe in the story. But they don't have a, 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 an, an enlightened eye to the resurrection. Because if you know He's alive, you're looking for Him. Amen? You're looking for Him. If they'd have believed these two girls, they wouldn't have been out on the road to Emmaus all sad. Well, oh, Jesus is gone. We thought He was the one. But He's not there. Hopefully the one's coming, but it's not Him. If you believed in the resurrection, all those people that those two girls would have been out scattered looking for Him. Why? Because they saw Him. But they didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe that He had risen. Amen? And their eyes were, were holding. And He said unto them, What manner of communication... Are these that you have one another that you're walking, you're sad? He's not just wanting to hear their story. He's wanting to know why you're sad. In other words, why don't you have faith? Why don't you believe in what Jesus told you? Amen? Amen. You know, in the world today, we, we walk around, we have a bad day, and we walk around sad. We, we, we get a bad report from the banker or the doctor, and we start walking around sad. Uh, we got this report. We got a better report. He lives. He lives. Do you know what it says in Hebrews 7? Put up Hebrews 7.25. Hebrews, no, 7, I'm sorry, go to 23. Hebrews 7.23. It says, And they truly were priests because they were 
not suffered to continue by reason of death. In other words, they're, ta- they're talking about Jesus being our high priest. The priests before Him, they all died. Amen? Verse 24. But this man, Jesus, because He continues how long? Ever. He continues ever. How long do you suppose ever is to God? Ever. Because He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He's the Alpha and Omega. Ever for Him is ever and ever and ever. Amen? It says He continues in an unchangeable priesthood. What? He's our high priest forever. We will never have a day where we don't have a high priest. People say, well, I don't have to have a priest. You got one. You just don't need any more. Amen? We have a high priest forever, and because He's our high priest forever, verse 25, He is able to save to the uttermost. Why? Because He lives forever, He's able to save to the uttermost. How much is uttermost? Good land, uttermost. That's that's more than most. That's uttermost. You go to the this is the most. You go. Well, I got more than that. I got uttermost. Like if somebody says they love you the most, say I love you the uttermost. That's how much God loved us. He loves us the uttermost, and He saved us to the uttermost. Why? Because He lives. It even tells you why He did. He said He He can save them to the uttermost that come unto God by Him, seeing He ever lives. To make intercession for them. Doesn't matter what's going on in your day. He ever lives to intercede for you. <laughs> when the doctor says, well, this is what it says. You say, well, my high priest has interceded for me. And by whose stripes I am healed. Amen? Doesn't matter. We don't have to live by the rules of the world anymore. Right? We don't have to live. In Colossians it says, if you've been raised with Christ, why do you any longer submit to the rules of this world? Amen. He's not saying go out and speed and break the law. He's saying if the world says you got to have the flu because it's flu season, why do you submit to that rule? <laughs> That's right. We serve a living Savior. He lives, He lives, He lives, He lives. Every time something goes wrong and you think it's going the way you don't want it to go, say, wait a second, He lives. He lives to ever make intercession for me. He's not. Bad things ain't going to keep happening. Good is going to happen. He is the goodness of God in the land of the living. And He continues in the land of the living forever. Amen? And these two guys, back to Luke. Man, look at me. I'm switching gears here. They're walking down and he says, why are you sad? What are you so sad? And one of them said, where have you been? Man, don't you know? Everybody in the whole world has to know about this. Where have you been? And he, haven't you heard about all the stuff that's been going on? He said to them, what things? And he said, concerning Jesus of Nazareth. And see, they're already saying he was a mighty prophet now. You know, before, you're the son of the living God. Now he's not back. He's a mighty prophet. Huh? Prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and the people, and the chief priest crucified him, put him to death. What are they saying? It's over. We had hope. We thought it was going to be good. It's over. Chief priest delivered him to be condemned, to die, and they crucified him. They're sad. Why? They don't believe in the resurrection. Amen? 
What, what, why, why wasn't Abraham sad when he took Isaac to the mountain? He believed in resurrection. Right? When he took him to the mountain, he was ready to cut him in pieces and burn him up and watch God resurrect him. That's why he wasn't sad. You know, people show the cartoons where he's all sad. He wasn't sad. Why? He believed in the resurrection. We have no reason to be sad. We believe in the resurrection. Our God lives. Amen? We don't get downcast. We don't get, we, we don't get that way. We have a better way. We have a better life. We have a living Savior. He's in the world today. <laughs> Because he lives, right? Everybody knows that old, yeah. Whew. You got to get happy. <laughs> they crucified him, but we trusted. We trusted. What do you mean they trusted? That means they don't trust anymore. Trust dead means don't trust anymore. Right? We trusted that he had been that which would redeem Israel. And besides all this, this is the third day. And they're not mentioning it's the third day because he was supposed to rise again. They're saying it's been three days. It's been three days. It's hopeless. What was it? If somebody dies, is it, not, is it more hopeful one day after or three days after? <laughs> well, which, which day is it more hopeless? Huh? But, but they're, they're like, it's the third day. And, and it, it's, it's been a long time and he's dead. And uh, since these things were done, and, and certain women, these one of these girls, they came to us, and they said they were at the and they didn't find, and they found not his body. And that's exactly what the scripture said, wasn't it? They found not his body, and they were saying they had a vision of angels that said he's alive. And I think Jesus is sitting there saying, "So why didn't you believe him? Yeah. He was gone. The angel said he was alive. The girl said the angel said he was alive. What's wrong? Yes. Huh?" They still can't see Him. Why? They don't believe He's risen. If He's not risen, you can't see Him. But if He's risen, He can stand right in the midst of you. He can stand right there in the midst of you and He can speak a better word. He can can say a better thing. He can pull you out. He can bring you up. He can put you up with Him in heavenly places. Glory to God. Glory to God. These girls told us these stories. And certain of them were, went to the sepulcher and they found it even. The, the people even went. They said, yep, they're right. The tomb's empty. And they still didn't believe. <laughs> and Jesus, Jesus starts talking again. He said, oh, fools. Oh, fools. <laughs> How many times do you suppose he said that to us? Huh? If so, it says, don't call your brother a fool. You know, if Jesus called somebody a fool, it must have been okay and not in the same context as what he said right there. Right? When you're being foolish, when you're not hearing from God, when you're not looking at the word that was spoken, rather looking at the circumstances in your life, then you're foolish. Amen? How many have chosen to believe the circumstances over the word? Right? And they're sitting there looking at the Word of God and believing in the circumstances. Why? They don't believe He's risen. They don't believe He's alive. And He is alive. And He's standing right there with them. And He could be alive to you today. You could be saved and on your way to heaven. But if you don't believe in the power of the resurrection, then you're as blind as these two. 
Why? Because it's the power of the resurrection. It's the power of the cross. It's the power of the whole thing that pulled you up and pulled you out. It forgave your sins and, and caused you to be justified just if you had never sinned. When God looks at you, He sees you as clean. He sees you as worthy to receive everything that He ever wanted for you. People say, well, you don't know what He did. It doesn't matter what you've done. What Jesus did was greater. And because He lives, you can be healed. You can be whole. You can have peace. You can have joy. You can walk through this world prosperous, not just with money. Money is not prosperous. Love and peace and faith and the, and the goodness of God, that's prosperity. Money just surrounds that. Glory to God. He said, fools, are you so slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken? And he, doesn't even he doesn't even talk about what Jesus said. He says, go back to what the prophets said. They told the whole story of how He was going to go to the cross. He was going to die on the cross. Go to the pit. Be raised again. He said, the prophets spoke this. He wasn't even asking them to believe what Jesus said. Why? They don't believe He's risen. Ought not the Christ have suffered these things? In other words, if God said it, don't you think it was going to happen? <laughs> and that's what he's saying. He's saying if God said it, don't you think it's going to happen? And to enter into His glory? At the beginning of Moses, he went back. You talk, Look at kindness. This is how God is to us. He gives us every opportunity to believe. What, what, what did he do? He said, he said, okay, boys, let's go back and look, look at this. And he went back to Moses. He didn't, he didn't just go back to three days before or four days before when they were in the, in the garden or five days before when he was telling them that he's going to be handed over and he's going to be killed and he's going to raise, be raised again in the third day. He didn't even go back. He, went, he said, let's go to Moses. Why? He wants them to have faith in the Word of God. And he wants to build their faith. And so he expounded upon the scriptures concerning himself. And he drew nigh unto the, as, and they drew nigh unto the village, whether they went, and he made as though he would go further. After he'd explained all this, they still couldn't see him. Still couldn't see him. Why? They didn't believe he'd risen. They didn't believe he'd risen. But they contained him. They knew something was, was odd though, didn't they? They contained him. They wouldn't just let him go. You know, when you feel that little something in there, don't, don't stop the Lord. Don't run Him off. When, when, when you don't, don't go do something else. They knew a little something. They knew enough not to let this man go. They didn't know He was Jesus yet, but they knew enough not to let this man go. And they said, Abide with us, for it's evening, the day's spent. And He went to tarry with them, and it came to pass as they said at meat. He took the bread, blessed it, and broke it. How many times had they seen Jesus take the bread, the meat and the bread, and bless it and break it? And He gave it to them. And when He took the bread and He broke it and He, and he blessed it, the eyes of their understanding were enlightened. Glory to God. And they didn't just see Jesus, they saw Jesus alive. They saw a living Savior. Glory to God. The eyes of their... They, they didn't see Him with their eyes anymore. They knew in their heart this was Jesus. How, so how do you know they knew in their heart? Because they said, didn't our hearts burn? Later on after Jesus... Which amazes me because it was okay when Jesus just disappeared. They're like, oh, okay, He's gone. 
Man, somebody disappears out of your midst. I think that's going to be a big deal to most people. Right? They didn't run and tell people, hey, Jesus, poof, disappeared. No, they went, Jesus is alive. Because why? The power of the resurrection is more powerful than disappearing people. Why? It changes your life forever. Glory to God. The eyes of them, they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Why? He knew them. They didn't need to see him anymore. They knew him. They knew him. What? They knew him in the power of the resurrection. They knew the risen Savior. They knew he was alive. They knew him. It wasn't just that they recognized him, they knew him. Amen? There's a difference. People say, I recognize that's God. Yeah. Do you know him? Do you know him? He's a living Savior. If you're in here today and you don't know Him, the eyes of your understanding can be enlightened and you can see the power of God raising Him from the dead and and lifting Him up unto the right hand of God. And then you can be raised up with Him from the dead and seated next to Jesus in heavenly places. Glory to God. And it says, it says, they, they got to talking about it afterward, and they, they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us while He talked to us on the way? In other words, their hearts knew Him all along. They weren't yielding to their hearts. People today that don't believe that Jesus is alive, they're not yielding to their hearts. People that say there's no God, they're not yielding to their hearts because He is talking to their hearts. And if they'll stop for just a minute, they'll say, didn't our hearts burn? People, people that fight against the things of God, they get mad. Why? Because their heart's burning. They're fighting against themselves, not against us. He's real. He's alive. Their hearts burned while they were with Him. Why? Because they knew something inside. was. He, this is, there's something different here. And, and, and God speaks to the heart, not the head. And the minute he got past their head, and their heart saw him. Why? Because the eyes of your understanding aren't in your head. The eyes of the understanding are in your heart. If you want to understand and know the things of God, if you want to serve a risen Savior, you have to see Him with your heart. Amen? Because that's where He lives. That's where He abides. That's where He shed the love of God abroad in your heart. Amen? Glory to God. And they rose up and they said, Did our heart, didn't our hearts burn within us while He talked to us, by the way? And while He opened up, up, up the Scriptures to us? Glory to God. And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem, found the eleven gathered together, and them there with them, saying, What are they saying now? <laughs> the Lord is risen. And it wasn't their eyes that saw Him, it was their heart that saw Him. They knew Him because of who He was and what He had done. They knew the power of His resurrection and they knew He had risen. We serve a risen Savior. Glory to God. He's risen for us. He's risen for you. He's risen for me. He's a good God. He's doing good things. Amen? Glory to God. Whew. Man, I don't know where to go next, but I'm having fun. Y'all having fun yet? <laughs> Go back to Hebrews 7 where we were in the middle of all that. Hebrews 7.25. Because He lives. Because He lives. He lives. Job said, you guys go to Hebrews 
And I'll tell you what Job said as soon as I find it. Job said it, though. I can tell you that right now. Job said in in chapter 19, verse 25, he said, I know my Redeemer lives. Job was coming out. You know, a lot of people look at the middle of Job and they say, I don't know how he ever got out of that. He knew his Redeemer lived. Job knew some stuff, okay? But most people going through that wouldn't even been talking bad about God. They would have quit on God. Job didn't quit on God. He just didn't understand. And in verse 19, he said, you know what? I know my Redeemer lives, and at a latter day, He'll, he'll be on this earth. Who's he talking about? Jesus. Job be talking about Jesus that time? of the Oh, man, that's way before Jesus. But yet it's not because Jesus is before the foundations of the earth. Glory to God. And Job says, I know my Redeemer lives. What's he saying? I'll be redeemed. I'll get out of this. My Redeemer lives. What's he saying? I know. What did these people find out? It said they knew him. What did they know? They knew their Redeemer lived. And because he lived, those who had no hope now had hope. Because he lives. If you're in here today and it looks hopeless, you're wrong. It's hopeful. Because he lives. He lives and it says... Man, look at that. They just put my verse up just like that. And he lives and it said he'll stand at a latter day upon this earth. And he did, didn't he? Job prophesied. What do you think Jesus did when he came past Job in the, in the Old Testament? He said, did you see this right here? No, he probably didn't come past Job. He probably looked at the first ones, didn't he? If he would have, he would have said, Job talked about me. Job talked about me living. Right? That's what, that's, that's what God's saying to us today. Believe what the prophets said. Believe the Old Testament. Then look at the New and it matches. All of these things work together and I live. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 7. Hebrews 7, 25. Wherefore? Why? Because He lives. You've got to know that He lives. He's able to save. He's able to save. Who? Those who come to Him. People don't come to Him that don't know Him. Amen? When they know He's a risen Savior, they'll come to Him. They'll, they'll be forgiven. <laughs> they'll be forgiven and they'll turn from their way and they'll go His. Why? Because He lives. Because He lives. Now they have a hope. It's not just a hope that you'll get saved. It's a hope not only that you'll be saved, now you have hope in the earth. What? What? Hope that everything's going to be good. Hope that everything's going to go my Hope that I'll have peace in the middle of the storm. Hope that I'll have joy and turmoil. Hope that I'll have faith and love. Hope that I'll make a difference in the world. Hope that I'll never die. Guess what? If you're a Christian today, you've done all the dying you're going to do. Right? That's it. Jesus said... He'll live because He's the resurrection and life. You've done all that. People say, well, what about when you leave the earth? That's not dying. That's leaving the earth. You're not going anywhere. Well, you're going somewhere. But you're still going to be around. Guess what? Two billion years from now, you'll still be around. Why? Because you ain't dying. Death is separation from God. What Jesus came to do? He said, I came that you might have life. What did He say? I came that I might put you back together with that that you were separated from. 
Why? Because I live? Huh? I, because I live, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. Glory to God. He said, wherefore, He's able. He's able to save those to the uttermost. He's able to save those who will come to Him, who will come to God by Him to the uttermost. He's able to save us from no matter what we do. People say, well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've been. It doesn't matter what you've said. It doesn't matter who you think you are. He's made you to be a king and a priest. He's got a seat already available for you next to Him in heaven. People say, oh, I'm not worthy of that. No, you weren't, but He made you worthy. Why? Because He lives. He lives. Your Redeemer lives to make you worthy of life. Glory to God. Our Redeemer lives. Our Redeemer lives. Glory to God. Go to Romans. My notes are so jumbled up, i got to find them all. Romans 4. He lives to make intercession for us. He is our mediator between God and man. You know, I was watching the... the anybody seen that uh, movie about Billy, life of Billy Graham? Isn't that a good movie? Huh? If you haven't seen it, it's a good movie. If you don't know who Billy Graham is, we're going to have an altar call after the service. And it will remind you. Because many, many, many people, thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands came to know the Lord through the ministry of God through Billy Graham. Amen? And at the end of that, he, 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 he showed a picture of Jesus on the cross and he said he reached over one side and I don't remember it exactly and he grabbed the hand of Jesus or God and he reached on the other side and grabbed yours and that was a picture of the cross because he brought us and God back together we serve a living savior hallelujah hallelujah and he he's not one that doesn't know us he knows us well and he's and he's happy he's happy that we're in the kingdom of God today right he, he didn't go to the cross saying oh i got to go to the cross for these people. He did it for the joy set before Him. The joy wasn't that He'd be raised from the dead because He didn't want to be dead. He was going to be raised for the dead for your justification. That was the joy. He was going to justify many. Romans 4, 24 says, But also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. What's he talking about? Abraham, who God credited righteousness. Why? Because he believed God. Right? And he said those... He credits us righteousness who believe in Him who? In Him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Well, if you look about in the New Testament over and over again, He talks about believing in the, Lord, in the God who raised Jesus from the dead. It's not just believing in God. It's believing in the God that raised... Why? Because raising Him from the dead, Him living, is why you have life. Amen? Every time you see He raised Him from the dead, realize that's why you're here. You should jump up and down. He raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. We should be excited. Every, it's, not just, it's not just a picture of somebody coming back from the dead. It's a picture of you coming back from the dead. When Jesus was raised, you were raised. Amen? He was raised from the dead. And it says, it says He was delivered over to death for our sins. In other words, He, he, he paid the price for our sins in death. 
but He was raised to life. If there was no resurrection, there was no justification. But when He was raised to life, He was raised and you were pardoned. When He was raised to life, He came back without sin. He came back without a note. He came back without a debt. He came back with nothing but your justification. Your pardon. A pardon is not something you remember. A pardon means I don't even, they're, they're not even on the books anymore. Do you know that when a prisoner is pardoned, he was never a prisoner? They don't have record of him at the jailhouse anymore. Why? Because pardon is, it's you were this, now you are this. Because he lives, we are guiltless. We are worthy. We are born again, children of God, brethren with Jesus. He was the first begotten from the dead. If there was one first, then there's got to be more, right? He was begotten from the dead. And then you, you were the 1,345th person, I don't know, begotten from the dead. But if you're saved, you were begotten from the dead. And you are a born of many brethren. How many? Many brethren. You reckon if God says many brethren, that many people are going to be saved? Glory to God. Why? Because He lives. Because He lives, He was raised again for our justification. Revelation 1. Go there. Whew. 1 Peter 2, 24, you don't have to go there, you keep going to Revelation, says, everybody knows this verse, this is your healing verse. Why is it your healing verse? Because He bore your sins. You know, people, people they say, He's my healer. Why? Because He bore your sins. Right? There, there's more to, you know, if you go to the verse in, in, that everybody quotes in, uh, first, in uh, yeah, the first chapter of uh, Isaiah, verse 19, it says, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. You know what it talks about before that? Though your sins be as scarlet, they'll be made white as snow. What's he saying? After I save you, because I'm a living God, you'll have the good of the land. Right? If you're willing and obedient to what? To belief in the, in the love of Jesus Christ dying on the cross, making your sins that were scarlet white as snow. Your faith in the goodness of God. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the goodness of God. It is a perfect picture of His love for you and me. Glory to God. Guess what it was that raised Him? The very Spirit of God raised Him. The Spirit of love went right into the pit and pulled Him out. The Spirit of love. And if that same Spirit, what Spirit? The Spirit of love dwells in you. He'll quicken you. What will quicken you? The Spirit of life. The life-giving Spirit of God. He'll quicken your mortal body. Glory to God. If that same Spirit dwells in you. What, what Spirit? The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. What's it going to do to you? Raise you from the dead. You're no longer dead in your sins and your trespasses. We serve a living Savior. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Verse 25 says we were in 1 Peter, says we were all sheep going astray. But now we have returned to our shepherd and the bishop of your souls. Glory to God. The bishop of your souls. Did you return to a living Savior? Huh? 
Did you return to a Jesus that lives forever, that is your advocate with the Father? First John says, if you do sin, you know, people say, well, you know, I knew God, but then I went out and messed up. You know what? I knew God and went out for years and messed up. I didn't just go out the next day and mess up. I spent years messing up. <laughs> Boy, nobody else did. Did anybody over here do that? I need, I need somebody to help me over here. Huh? I spent years wasting my time doing the world. And God still took me back the minute I called on Him and said, You're worthy. You're mine. He didn't cast me away. He didn't let... The Satan could not snatch me out of His hand. Right? I could have stayed away forever. But there was a good God waiting on me. Amen? And He lives forever to make intercession for me. You know what He was doing? He was still sitting there as my advocate with the Father waiting for me to use His advocacy. Whew! Professor Dave. Advocacy. Huh? Better watch out. We'll have a chemistry lab up here before you know it. Hmm? (laughs) The bishop of our souls. Revelation 1, verse 5. Actually, go to verse 4. Revelation 1, verse 4. It says, John to the seven churches, grace be unto you, peace from him which is. <laughs> which is. This is the same Jesus that was on the road to Emmaus. Is your heart burning yet? Because you're meeting the Jesus that was raised from the dead. You got that burning in your heart, huh? It, it makes my heart jump every time. I, which is. When we sing that song, He is, which is, and was, and was. Man! Why does that feel so powerful to us? Because it signifies He was raised from the dead. It's not just that He was here, it's that He's still here. Even after all that, He's still here. He didn't quit on you, He didn't quit on those before you, and He ain't quitting on those after us. He's always here forever making intercession. He lives to make intercession for me and you. Grace and peace be from Him which is, and which was, and which which is to come. Glory to God. He is to come. Verse 5. <laughs> and, and from Jesus Christ. Who? Jesus Christ. The true, the faithful witness. And the first begotten from the dead. Because He's the first begotten from the dead, guess what? You, you're the next. Right. I don't know what number we are. You know, if we had to go through that line where you pick a number, you'd be in the billions, I imagine. I hope we get to be in the trillions. I hope the trillionth begotten from the dead comes soon. The first begotten from the dead and the prince of kings under the earth unto him that loved us, loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. A living Savior. What's he live for? He lives for your forgiveness. For your forgiveness. It says that he, he redeemed us. He redeemed us with His own blood, even the forgiveness of sins. What? You're pre-forgiven. 
Right? You're not waiting to be forgiven. Forgiveness is waiting for you to ask. Glory to God. Forgiveness is waiting on you to ask. Why? Because it's a living Savior who forgave you before the foundation of the earth. When, when, when He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Guess who's knocking? Forgiveness, love, peace. Huh? It's waiting on us. We're not... We're not, it, he doesn't brew it up after we say, oh, we're going to need some forgiveness, by the way, Lord. <laughs> I messed up today. Do you have any forgiveness? He had it before you messed up. But you have to ask for it. Who do you ask? The living Savior. The living Savior who, who's made you worthy to receive forgiveness. He made you worthy to receive forgiveness. Glory to God. Whew. He made us kings and priests. Now this is verse 6. Washed us from, from, from our sins in, our, in His own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God and His Father. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. And then in Revelation 1.18, this is Jesus talking. And this is what He was trying to tell those two guys on the road to Emmaus. And this is what He's still trying to tell everybody today that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. I am He that liveth and was dead. And I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I hold the keys to hell and of death. In other words, what could have affected you can no longer affect you because I live. This cannot the, the keys of death and hell cannot hold you any longer. I hold them. I have all power, I have all dominion, and I live. I am your advocate with the Father, and whatever you have need of, I have it before you needed it. Hallelujah. And I live forever to make intercession for you. Lord, I pray today that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would understand the hope of your calling, that we would understand the power of the resurrection that you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him in heavenly places. And then you saved us, you quickened us together with that same spirit and you raised us from the dead that we might see the power of your love in our lives, that every person in here, those that do not know you, those that have known you and walked away, that today would be the day, their Emmaus Road day. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Let's go to our sister church. Brother Moore is probably finishing up. We'll, we'll finish up with him. Glory to God.